0: Welcome to another podcast from The Art of Relationships. I'm Chris Grace. And I'm Tim Muehlhoff. And we're coming to you from uh, Biola University. It's a wonderful sunny day out here. We get to sit here in places like this and talk about the coolest topics, and one is friendship. And we've been doing that for a little while now, and and, uh, this topic has a whole lot of interest from listeners out there. They've written many questions in, and we get this all of the time in courses that we teach on relationships. And different ways that people are navigating the field of friendships comes into play uh, with so many people, and we're going to talk about it today. And that's
1: because friendships make life easier. They, yeah. they can make life hard. They can make it easier. I remember graduating from Eastern Michigan University. There were five of us. And you know, a crazy thing happens once you graduate, you're unemployed. So <laughs> every one of us had to get these crummy jobs. I mean, one guy would walk around with that, you know, those um, – that sign that said, you can sell your textbooks back at this certain time and date. <laughs> I worked at a car delivery auto place, which is the word. You couldn't pick a job worse for me. I know nothing about cars and I'm a directional illiterate. But all five of and by the way, we lived in an apartment that got condemned by the city of Ypsilanti. A guy shows up one day, the city commissioner knocks on the door and says, guys, you got 10 days, you gotta be out. <laughs> this pl- you can't live here. This is horrible. It's unsafe. But you know what? We had a blast. Mm. Why? Because the rela- we laughed, uh, we'd kid each other about our jobs. So friendships can make really hard situations really bearable and even enjoyable. Uh, so that's why I think people are so interested in friendships. You can't do life by yourself. You need that support
0: system. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's talk about then um, – I, I think one question that uh, kind of comes up a lot is what makes for a good friendship? What's a high-quality friendship? Uh, what are the signs and characteristics? Because and, I think people always want to grow and do better and and challenge themselves. And they just want to know, am I am I a good friend? And, and then another question similar to that, the opposite side of that yeah. coin is the side of – is this friendship that I'm in toxic is this normal yeah. is it normal for me to feel these things and what when do I, when do I need to really seriously consider this friendship is it toxic to me so what if let's tackle those two things what do yeah
1: you and let's do the let's do uh the toxic one first okay let's right. take a look at that and I think as we talk about the toxic nature we're gonna see where what a good friendship is good, but good, yeah good. let's do toxic here are some uh, things I wrote about you Chris <laughs> actually have an acronym. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. The very first one, uh, a toxic nature of a friendship is that person takes uh-huh. and you're the one who always gives. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a theory we have in interpersonal communication theory mm-hmm. called social exchange theory, mm-hmm. which means uh, – There has to be a sense of equality about this. There has to be a sense where, okay, I feel like, man, I'm doing 70% of this whole friendship. You're doing 30. I'm doing 80. You're doing 20. Now, there are seasons of life in a friendship where one person's down and you have to pick that person up. And it does seem like you're giving more because this person's in a tough spot. But generally speaking, the ebb and flow of the relationship is we kind of feel like we're doing, we're, we're investing the same amount of time and energy.
0: Yeah, I think that's – there are always seasons in a person's life in which, as you said, it takes – you need a little bit more, right? You need to have somebody invest in you, and, that, and that's just normal. That's just give and take. But I think you're right, uh, Tim, uh, in a toxic relationship, the other person is always ready and needing to have somebody else invest in them. They, yeah. It's always about their dreams, right, or or their view or or their passions or – their hopes, you know, those yeah. kinds of things or or their concerns or their pains or their worries and that becomes very one-sided and after a while you walk away, you know, from a interaction with this friend thinking I'm not even sure they have any idea my heart oh, who yeah. I am, yep. where I am yep. at, what I have been experiencing over the last number of days and weeks simply because it's so self-focused on them. So, I think that's a great yeah, unfortunate sign yeah. of a Chuck, that's a great point. Uh, Chris, (laughs) that's a
1: great point. Hey, do you have friends? So I I literally can take uh, some of my friends and break them into different categories. As we're talking about this, it's making me think about this. Mm -hmm. There are some friends, if I don't call them, Mm -hmm. we're not gonna have a conversation. If I don't shoot out the email. Now, when I do, it's great. When Mm -hmm. I call, it's like, oh, hey, thanks so much for calling. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of a weird place where you feel like, man, I'm always the one that's pursuing. I'm the yep. initiator. I have other friends who call unexpectedly. It feels much more give and take. So what What do you make of that? And, and I would say we're friends with these yeah. individuals. Yeah. But I do feel like I'm
0: the initiator in the friendship. Is that always bad or? I don't know. I think there's a difference between some friends. Uh, uh The difference between a toxic friendship, I guess, would be one in which they're always initiating, but it's always about that they need to talk about some things that are related to them and mm. so and they're always they're always needing to vent or they're always wanting to have you be the listening ear, and so that kind of would say somebody could initiate regularly, but you it's not necessarily healthy or uh, good for you yeah. versus the friend who does care about you who may not initiate as much, uh, it's an interesting question. And and I think maybe for some of us, we have to navigate those in our own relationships where we find that we will initiate with some people, um, but we might be more of the passive on the other side and still like the friendship as much. So, yeah, it really is an interesting dynamic, right, where you play this – a role in somebody's life that's really important, and they may not know that because you never call them, and yeah. yet they seek yeah. you out and want to hear and want to talk with you. It just turns out that you tend to do more of the initiating, and that's a little a weird place, and that maybe requires a conversation with somebody. Well, and
1: I think that's the key is to have a conversation about the friendship, yeah. and to say, "Hey, I greatly enjoy this, but I do kind of feel like yeah. you know, it'd be great to get a call every once in a while. It'd yeah. be great to shoot off a email, every, or a text, or something like that." But But I like what you're saying, the toxicity is that, let's say you do initiate with a person and then quickly the whole conversation is about that person, their family, their needs, their career, and you never get a word in edgewise. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay, that's good. So, that was the first one.
0: They take and you always find that you're the one giving. Yep, yep. Here's another one. Let's try this. Um, How about your friend must always be right? Ah. That is, the idea that there is always this sense that there isn't an error, or they haven't thought about things incorrectly, or they see things in a way. A to- I think a toxic friendship would be somebody who is always uh, taking or always correct in a situation. They're, they're in an argument with somebody else, or they're in a conflict, or something bad happened, but they're always good, the other person is always bad. And that sometimes even yeah. involves the friendship, yeah. uh, what they understand and hear. But Chris, like in our friendship, what if I am always right. <laughs> what I mean? What if? It, it would be it would be a different world, uh, and it would be called non reality. So
1: would... <laughs> no, but I like what you're saying because we have uh, you and I have spirited debates. Right. We, we have friends. We love to get into it with politics, sports, yeah. um, theology. But it, but if there's never any yielding, if there's never any hey, yeah. that was a good point. Yeah. Then you start to feel like, man, I'm talking to a brick wall, and this person always demands to have
0: the last word yeah. and always be right. Yeah, and I think that's exactly something to watch for in a relationship in which you start to feel like this is happening. You might want to think about your role, and, and are you also in some ways contributing to that? Are you always needing to be right or be heard? And I think, Tim, that's interesting. i you and I, like you said, we have spirited debates. We're, we're both sports fans, and so we have strong opinions yeah. about certain teams. Yep. But I also notice at times you will say something like, "You know, I could be wrong here, but <laughs> or, I may not be right here." And I think that's always yeah. fun. And so yeah. we can we can then play yeah. off of that and yeah. say, I, "I know you have strong feelings about that, but be willing to uh, admit that maybe I just don't always have this right, and I might be seeing it wrong." And maybe now that's where a little bit of you know, humility comes in and saying with a friend who says, you know, could you maybe help me? I, I, maybe I'm not seeing this relationship yeah. or this yeah. conflict or this situation correctly that I have with somebody else. And a good friend would say, what do you think? Am I, am I okay yeah. with this? Have yeah. I done this right? Or did, did I see this the wrong way? Uh, we, I have a friend,
1: sophomore year in college, we met uh, with Campus Crusade for Christ. We've been friends since sophomore year, which is just amazing to think about. He was the best man in my wedding. He is very staunchly of a theological opinion Mm -hmm. and I am the polar opposite. Mm -hmm. And we've had this discussion, my goodness, for how many years, 30 years? Mm -hmm. And so it's not that we're ever gonna convince each other. We're not gonna switch camps, but there are moments where you go, okay, that was a good point. Mm -hmm. I need to think about it. Mm -hmm. If those moments never come, then man, that's a frustrating relationship. And and what's happening there? A sense of pride, or right? So, yep. yeah, that that's a that's a great point.
0: Here's another one. Um, I think um, a toxic friendship is one in which there is a lo- they want to keep the friendship all to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, or they don't want you to have another friendship, or they yeah. really there's a, a sense of jealousy, or even a sense of needing to control the time you spend with others. So if you are in a friendship in which the other person is, you're sensing they're kind of trying to control you, they get upset or jealous when you spend time with somebody else, that might be the sign uh, of something going wrong in a friendship.
1: Always assuming, well, every weekend, of course, we're getting together, we're friends. Uh, I'm always going to be the person that you're going to call if you have extra tickets or something like that. Boy, that, that... that's a narrow friendship, and um, we belong to a group. We belong to a marriage group. A bunch of couples are in it, and it's fun to have uh, see the different friendships form. And sometimes we go and do stuff as a group. Sometimes we can couples can get together individually, stuff like that. Like I thought it was so great just the other night when all of us got together at the restaurant and we. Oh, Chris, <laughs> and we I'm sorry. i oh, sorry. It was a little bit o- awkward. Um, Where did you guys go? It no, his. It was, it was bad. It was just. It was. You wouldn't have liked who, who, who it. You wouldn't have liked it. That's who, why we didn't ask you. We just. Uh, we were being sensitive. Yeah. We were considering. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but that is true, man. That that yeah. iron grip on a friendship and insecure uh, yeah. that if you go and do something without them, that that this is now you have to have a big conversation about the friendship and are we friends and stuff like that. Um, I think we can have deeper. F- talks. Like, you know, I think sometimes this this um, mythology about the best friend, mm-hmm. you are my best friend, I think can get us in trouble sometimes. I think the older we get, the more we, we do lives with people during different seasons. And sometimes these friendships uh, work long distance, sometimes they don't. But but man, to surround yourself with some good friends,
0: I think is healthy. Yeah. And so uh, in a in a non-toxic friendship, there would be that sense that a friend of you, a friend would encourage you to have other friendships or, it, it, right, they would rather than to smother. And so I think that toxic place would be if you begin to feel smothered or yeah. controlled or you have to hide that you went out and did something else from somebody because they, their feelings would get hurt. Yeah. Those are the signs that you're probably in in a toxic friendship, that idea of, you know, too much jealousy or, or controlling. Yeah. So what's another one? All right, um, here's one. Yeah. Um... These friends bring out the
1: worst in you. Now that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I can I can think of the inverse that I have friends who absolutely bring out the best of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends that are so considerate, remembering anniversary, our anniversary, uh, doing fun stuff like they learn. Like one time, we had this is when we were living in North Carolina and life was crazy. We had small kids. We decided to. Uh, We went to a family life marriage conference. The kids were staying with somebody. And we just, you know, you've done this, Chris, where you and Elise are just running out of the house and the house is a mess and we'll deal with it when we get back. Well, some friends of ours decided they were gonna clean our house top to bottom. So when we got back, we'd have a clean house, right? So funny, difference between me and Noreen, right? Noreen's a little bit horrified. I'm like, that lasted two seconds. (laughs) I'm like, awesome idea. please. Get to the garage as well. <laughs> um, but they did, they forgot or didn't know that we have an alarm system. Mm. So we, they had a key that we had given them, you know, and kind of even forgotten about it. Where they open up, they come in, now the alarm's going and they don't know the code. So now they're just standing there and uh, police show <laughs> up. <laughs> so now we finally get a phone call. From our one friend, and he just says, "Man, I'm really sorry, but I'm standing with some police <laughs>
0: in your <house.
1: laughs> right in your house." So we got to talk to the police and said, "Please arrest them." <laughs> we don't know who they are, which we, which is the kind of friendships we'd have with people. Yeah, go ahead and fingerprint right. them, and then I'll tell yeah, you we work good friends. Right. But but uh, but that's the kind of thing, right? Where where friends just come in, mm-hmm. they step in, they bring out the best in you. So we want to return that, mm-hmm. but but. Just like the positive aspect, man, there's the negative aspect, right? right? Negative humor, you start to um, share gossip about people because these friends are gossipers, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I I would say too in that if you're you're in a a toxic friendship, you'll start to have feelings um, about as you leave the person or when you're with this friend, if you're beginning to feel more depressed, more pessimistic, Mm -hmm. if you're going to feel almost like, um, you are I don't know, like you're a child around them you, you yeah. know, you're, you're 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 being diminished yeah. or taken away from. That's a toxic friendship that has the potential of not just encouraging the best in you, but actually kind of pulling out the worst and that that's yeah. funny how that happens because most likely, you know this idea, Tim, we talked a little bit about emotional contagions. if you're with somebody, Who's maybe not happy? Who's maybe yeah, sad? Who's yeah. maybe a little bit angry? And they share that, or they kind of always are like that with you. Pretty soon, this friendship becomes something that is almost a burden and a pain and a difficult, to, you know, situation to be around all the time. Yeah. Simply because they don't leave you feeling, you know, what sh- what you shouldn't leave inspired or encouraged yeah. or more happy. Instead, you you live drained and depleted.
1: Yeah, I, I remember we had. A long time, this is a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, um, we had some friends who, like, when we just bring up spiritual things, they had this weird comment, which was like, whoa, I didn't know it was Sunday already, right? It's church already? Wow. And they were joking. But that was the constant refrain. And, and again, we we talk about spiritual things, but it was always this knee-jerk mm. reaction of like a negative snarky sort of mm. comment. Mm-hmm. And Maureen would rather be with friends who, hey, mm-hmm. let's talk mm-hmm. about C.S. Lewis, God, which in my mind often is interchangeable. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? The, the, yeah. So that was weird. And, yeah. it, and
0: it did put a chill effect on, yeah. uh, on the friendship a little bit. Yeah, you know, you mentioned one other one, a sign of a toxic friendship built into that is that this other person... Um, might actually be somebody who talks badly about others around oh, you, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And they're they're even getting to a point where they are, you know, even have, showing contempt or or mocking yeah. another person yeah. in yeah. your yeah. presence. Yeah. Well, that's kind of that emotional contagion that mm-hmm. gets shared, and then you wonder, you know, is this person doing this when I'm not yeah. around about you, about you, me, about, yeah. right? Oh, and man. And if you put so so a friend, you're in a toxic, I think, friendship. If they're putting down other people with yeah. comments or yeah. slides or laughing at somebody, and, and you, you that all of a sudden starts to bring in this concern again, yeah. what is happening when I'm not around? And uh, and that, that's where the doubts come in,
1: right? Yeah, and and that that's the communication climate mm-hmm. when that mistrust is there. Yeah, uh, you know what else is true about that, Chris. Uh, there are, so we have a gr- we have a good relationship we we laugh a lot i'm thinking of the couples that we hang out with the male friends we hang out with we just laugh I mean, and and there's this there's this playful banter of kidding each other joking with each other but here's where i think there's a line in the relational sand is you don't joke about the other person's spouse mm-hmm. and you don't joke about their kids mm-hmm. right we build we build up our kids we build up our spouses mm-hmm. so there has to be this clear line mm-hmm. Dude, you can't you can't joke about that, uh-huh. right? Now we we can joke each, about each other, right? But you, there's a line. If that line ever gets crossed, boy, that that'd be a hard thing.
0: Yeah, and I think in a friendship you figure those out pretty quickly. If your friend has a sensitivity to something, let's say maybe something about them, maybe the maybe a, a you know even a, a physical feature issue or oh, hair right. lack of hair, right? <laughs> Or if they have some other kinds of thing that you could tell they're really sensitive about, you're going to pretty much realize, I'm not going to joke about that. I'm not going to tease this person about that. And so in a toxic friendship, there really is none of that kind of recognition of that boundary of what's out of bounds or what seems to hurt this person, which also points to, Tim, maybe this... Toxic friendship is when another person really doesn't read you very well. They don't read your nonverbal emotions. They don't realize that this is actually hurting. And they just keep plowing through and going over and poking and digging and getting laughs from other people. And I wonder if another sign of a toxic friendship is when there's a lot of laughing in a group of people at your expense. Oh, that's good. Right? And so this toxic friend might kind of, everybody is laughing and, and now they're teasing about something that let's say I'm very sensitive about at the time but I felt like I have to laugh because I'm in public. And then I walk away going, gosh, that was really unkind. And they keep doing that. And I don't like that kind of a friendship. And
1: we we talk about communication climates here all the time. So we can joke with each other, but there has to be this underlining assumption that you respect me. Mm -hmm. There has to be an underlining assumption that You really do admire me, but that's why we can kid each other. That's why sometimes you say to a person, of course, this was a joke because I actually feel the opposite. It's because I so respect you that I can kid you about this one area. right? But if that foundation isn't there, then that friendship becomes toxic. You have to know, man, there is respect and, and a deep commitment to each other. And that's why we can
0: kid each other a little bit. And I wonder if there's a little bit of times in which a person will need to realize that there are – that these go – like sometimes I could be much more sensitive to something and interpret something more negatively in a situation. And it does require a, a kind of a reminder that, wait a minute. Like you said, this person does. We we do like each other. There is a trust there. And this was done in a playful way because playfulness is a huge part of a good relationship. And if you can't have that kind of fun in playing, then you probably are in something that isn't going to be good for you. And you need to consider, am I spending too much time? Or is this person not able to even have fun (laughs) or to play? And then maybe there's some negative negativity that starts to erode yeah. this friendship. I just thought of a, a good example. So we have a
1: friend, a mutual friend, who, whenever we say things like, "Hey, let's and nah, let's pray about this. We should we should pray about this," he always says, "Has it come to that?" <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But we so admire this guy that we're both thinking of. Right his spirituality yeah. that we just know it's a joke because right. he's the guy that would be the quickest to pray. Right. So that's the kind of playful that, banter that's, right. that's established on confidence that we so admire you. This is why we can actually make a joke.
0: Yeah. And I think a toxic friendship would be one in which there you, you see a difference and you have to kind of gauge this, but you probably feel it. And it's that difference between appropriate play, uh, playfulness, and Mm -hmm. fun, and something that's a little bit more biting, a little bit more critical, a little bit more belittling – and you kind of walk away feeling demeaned, Are you feel... And so that that right there is going to point to something that says, you know, even when I had this conversation with this person, they just laugh it off. They they don't even acknowledge that this kind of hurt me a little bit. And they just said, come on, you need to have more fun. You need to... I'm just messing around with you. Everybody has fun like that. That's not that... You. And so, again, there's that kind of negativity involved in this kind of thing. So I'm
1: thinking of uh, just last night, do you ever watch... Um... American Ninja Warrior? No. No. Uh, it, it's this obstacle course thing that people do. And one of it is called the Inclined Wall. It's like 14 oh, yeah, feet oh, high. Actually, right. I've seen it. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Okay, I got it. Yeah. Um, so we're watching it last night, me, my wife, and my oldest son. And I'm just kind of laying there and I go, you know, you think I could do the, the inclined wall? Noreen, not even missing a beat, goes, No. <laughs> I just turned and looked at her and said, My rock, my, my foundation. I said, M- Mike. He goes, No way, Dad. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh. I feel like I can go out and conquer the world now. Now, the only reason that's funny is because Noreen is my rock mm-hmm. and Michael is encouraging mm-hmm. in so many other ways. Mm-hmm. So that's where the humor part yeah. comes in. But if you ever start to think they think I'm a doofus, yeah, then it starts to erode. So it is that fine line, boy. Yeah. But, but yeah, toxic relationships—you walk out feeling worse about yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and that man—that's a tough yeah. place to be.
0: It is. How about another one? Um, how about in the area of honesty? Mm. Um, you know, or a little bit maybe deceit, or oh, your friend—you're yeah. in a place in which. It's kind of related to the trustworthiness, right? Yeah. But maybe they're, they're even – you sense or find out in this friendship that the person is not really – it might be even be hidden from them, but they also seem to kind of have that borderline, you know, quality yeah. of, yeah. I'm not sure I can trust what you're saying. You don't doesn't seem to be honest here and – it could very well be that the person is always trying to show their best side and they're never showing their bad side and so they're always trying to maybe, you know, cover up something yeah. that, you know, they're yeah. not good at, but it alls, almost borders in, into the area of untruth. Yeah, with our friends, you have to have people that you I
1: believe you're shooting straight with me. I believe that you are going to tell me the truth right now. And that's hard. It is. I have a good friend of mine. You know him. Uh, His name's Tim Downs. He's an accomplished author. He's won a bazillion awards. So annoying. Um, I will give him my writing every once in a while. I'll send him a chapter. And he'll say to me, hey, what do you want from me right now? And my joke is I want unabashed praise. And he'll say, oh, loved it. Best thing I've ever read. I said, Okay tell me what you really think. Mm-hmm. And then he's a friend that will tell me, hey, I don't think this was your best. Mm-hmm. I think this could have been, I, I was confused here, mm-hmm. right? Now that takes time to develop that kind mm-hmm. of trust. It does. I think a toxic relationship is <clears throat> one, a person who tells you the truth without any um, packaging of the mm-hmm. truth. They are harsh in their critique, mm-hmm. and again, I know Tim is committed to me. We've known each other. Oh my gosh, we've known each other thirty years. But um, but 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 a toxic friendship is. Well, I'm just speaking the truth. Isn't that what friends do? Yeah, yeah but man, soften it a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, this is good. Well, um, there's you know a, a sense in which toxic friendships kind of become this question that we have, especially when we walk away from something again feeling more drained feeling uh tired feeling like oh no I don't I have to interact with this person um You
1: literally could inverse that list. Yeah. You literally could do the opposite. And that would be uh, a positive friendship.
0: Well, let's do that next. What do you think? That sounds great. Let's have another podcast on what is a high quality, good friendship and what are signs that you are in a kind of a a place where you ought to be and a a friendship that you want to be encouraged in and you want to continue growing. Let's do that. I think this is the beginnings of a beautiful friendship.
1: (laughs) Name the movie. Name the movie. I Uh, I have no idea. Casablanca. Uh, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Not that we promote gambling on this (laughs) podcast.
0: Well, Tim, it's been fun, as always. (laughs) No one got that. (laughs) Virtually no one. There's nobody laughing right now. I know. I am. (laughs) Thank you for laughing with me. It's been fun doing this. Let's continue on. Hey, if you want more information, go to our website, cmr.biola.edu, and check out all the different things we have there, other blogs and podcasts, uh, videos and things like that, and events we're putting on throughout. So it's a good visit with you, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Take care.